All right, Courtney, we're back with no, our next guest. We're back. We're going to do it again. All right, so we're talking with Caroline Hill, who is the Chief of School Creation and Transformation for City Bridge Education in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you so much for coming. We're very excited to talk to you. So I'm looking at, at what you do on the website here, yep. and it says you are a catalyst and architect for equity. Yes. And I know that's one of the big... Uh, big focuses of the symposium yeah. is about equity. Yes. So we were to, Courtney and I were talking a little bit before you got here, and uh -oh. uh, no, we had some questions. <laughs> rather, I had some questions, yeah. specific question. questions, yeah. and one of the things I talk about, I know equity is is a is a huge deal these days. Yeah. And I've never understood it, uh -huh. to be honest. And Courtney, what did what did you say? I my, said, my point of view was. I said that's a very privileged point of view. It is. Yeah. And I, I agree that, you know, I'm a white guy from Maine where it's 98% white. And it's cold. It's, it's really freezing. cold. By the way, we love Orlando because it is gorgeous down yeah. there. So this <laughs> yeah. works. But coming from my point of view, yeah. if when we talk about equity, and I, my knowledge is limited. Yeah. But isn't it just the right thing to do? The human thing to do is, like, treat people like they're people? Yes. It is. And, I, and I, one, of, one of my questions is, what are the questions I should be asking about equity? Yeah, so I think um, it's, a, it's a word that I, I think is losing a lot of currency right yeah. now because yeah. everyone's using it and they really don't know what it means. Right. And, um, and I think it's like, I don't, don't call me a racist, so I'm going to say equity because I don't want to be called a racist. Right. I don't think I'm a racist. Right. So please don't call me that because that's actually the worst thing that you, you, you could possibly, you could be possibly right. call someone. Sure. Especially if you're white. Like, oh, God, God forbid. Oh, yes. I could, be, I could stink, but like, yeah. please don't call yeah. me a racist. <laughs> um, so I think to me, uh, I think we could, the, the definition and the, the meaning that I'm holding on to right now is actually derived from the finance definition. Like, if you look up equity in the, in the finance dictionary, it's about ownership, right? Uh huh. But I think in this particular case, it's do we have the courage to own the entire American story and not just the fun parts? Right. Right. Do we own the fact that our country was founded on the genocide of Native people and the subjugation of women and the exploitation of the poor and the enslavement of Africans? And if we own that, then what is our responsibility going forward? It's not just mm -hmm. I own Valley Forge and I own the writing of the Declaration of Independence, right. and I own right. the emancipation of slavery. No, there's a, a lot of ugly stuff right. that happened that creates our country that we have today, and we can't just own the nice stuff. So if we own the entire American story as American citizens, what's our responsibility in changing that if that's our story? So I think, like, to me, equity yeah. is like having the courage to like own the story and then design something else because it's my story. That's very interesting. I've not heard it that way at all. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, why, why is it that we don't talk about the bad stuff? Because it's uncomfortable. Like I just felt a lump in my throat mm -hmm. and I felt myself getting hot. And I think our culture doesn't, um, I mean, we don't deal with pain very well. <laughs> yeah. Like we yeah. don't deal with discomfort very well. I think it's, a, I think it's an American culture thing. Um, I also think like as a country we haven't actually had a reconciliation conversation like Canada has acknowledged what happened to native people right Germany has acknowledged their role in the Holocaust sure. Rwanda yeah. has acknowledged 
the genocide. Of the, I mean, they, they've, there's, they've been like a public conversation about it. I think there's so much harm that's happened here. I, th I think folks are scared to acknowledge it because maybe they don't see a path forward to reconciliation without violence and harm. Mm. Cause I think at any point there's been a, an opportunity to have the conversation it's vi violence follows. So I, I yes. think it's like, yeah. we don't want that. So let's just act like let's it didn't happen. Let's avoid it altogether. Let's right. avoid it altogether. I, I think it's, um, I think we got to be comfortable with the discomfort and just trust each other that it's not going to be comfortable. We don't have to shed blood, but it's not going to be comfortable and there's enough to go around for everybody. It's like, it's not right. like this limited pie and if, I get more, you don't get any. Right. It's right. abundance, and we all, like, we all will become better people if we're closer yeah. together. And I, I think like that zero sum is like very American. Like you have, I don't. Yes. Rather than yes. we both have. We both have. Right. Right. So I think like, there's some there's some cultural constructs that make it hard for us to enter the conversation. I think there were some strategic historical moves that make it hard for, I think, white folks to enter the conversation. Absolutely. Um, and I think, like, one, like, recognizing that, you know, racism and inequity are products of design. Like, that, that, that acknowledgement is like, yo, we didn't get here just by happenstance and accident. Like, right, this they were was, intentional right. This was intentional decisions that people made, and there were and there are stories of resistance of white folks in history that have been completely written out mm -hmm. right as a as a black okay. woman like our whole history is resistance so they're models for me to look to about like oh like this is what angela davis did right. this is what right, audrey right, lord right, did right. this is what fannie lou hamer did like they're not as many white stories but there's stories there but if you ask a random white folk I'm sorry, white person. I love, I'm from the <laughs> South, so it's totally I would like fine. slip and say folks. <laughs> like, John Brown might come up. Yeah. Then that's it. That's it, yeah. But there were yeah. other stories, and the question is like, who were those men and women? Mm -hmm. Why don't we know about them? And what threat did they, how did they threaten the state? And then what did the state do to them? Mm -hmm. And I think like that is, that especially, Especially, like, I just can't, like, I'm a big fan of Wendell Berry. Uh-huh. Do you ever read his books? I've not. He's fantastic. He wrote this book called The Hidden Wound, and he said, either the majority of white Americans are sociopaths, back in the day, um, because you can't actually break up somebody's family without it harming you. You can't, like, if you were a human, uh -huh. you can't cut limbs off somebody without that like psychologically harming you, like harming someone else. Harming right. So either right. there's this deep hidden psychic wound that we're generationally all walking around with, or we're sociopaths. He said, I don't think they're sociopaths. Right. He's, he was a white man that was writing this, and he wrote this yeah. in 1968. He said, actually, I think there's this deep hidden wound, and we're all hurting. Right, and we have just buried it so and deep. And we just buried yeah. it so deep. And, and I, I would argue that the wound like, I think that level of psychic and emotional and spiritual wound hurts everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. It hurts everybody. It vibrates and connects through everything. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that, um, I think that's why. I think, like, the, the it's painful. There's, I mean, there, if we go far enough, like, there's stories. Like, we don't have to go, I mean, it's interesting. My dad was born in 44. Mm -hmm. My mom was born in 43. My grandparents were born in 1915. Like, you don't have to go too far. No, no. To ask 
what happened. Right. And I think that's that's uncomfortable because then it's like that's my grandmother, which means that's close to me. Yes. That right. means I'm actually that's me. Right. Like I and, and if I don't do something, like the cycle will continue. I think like right. the, the enormous weight it could lead to paralysis. I know you asked a, you asked a big question like why do we talk about it? I think it's all of that. Well, and it, yeah, so my questions were uh, were interesting and and thank you for that. That was like I'm going to re-listen to a lot of this stuff because yeah. I think what we're saying is fascinating. Uh, what you're saying, mm -hmm. I didn't say anything. Oh, we're so that was really good. We're together. <laughs> so my questions I guess is if we have this deep wound but we're afraid to talk about it. I, I agree mm -hmm. with that. Do you think there's any type of movement to make that more open? To, to like throw everything on the table and talk about that? Even if it's in small pockets like, like Inacol here, mm -hmm. where we have 3,000-something people all moving in the same direction yeah. towards more of a learner-centered base and a personalized space, mm -hmm. and really putting that equity conversation out front. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, that you think is bigger than us? Because uh, I'm looking at your at your site here, and it says that that uh, you're all trying to create 25 new mm -hmm. new schools in DC mm -hmm. focused on on like having those conversations. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm guessing. I was trying to think of what what you're actually doing yeah. with that. And do you think it's any better? Are, are we just have small pockets? I don't know where we go because I'm I'm thinking of the way that the country is working right now and all the things you see uh, that that are happening on a national basis. Yeah. It seems to go backwards, yet we're at conferences like this, and everything's right out there, and yeah. we're all trying to move and help kids maybe expose that wound and make it more known yeah. so you can talk about it. And I, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this one, but do you, do you see any difference from maybe where we were five, ten years ago? Uh, I don't know. I think there's a, there's a I think... Um, the current political climate has given us a lot of gifts when we yeah. can look at them as like, I mean, you can be frustrated at it or it can be like, there have been some lines in the sand drawn and people it's are true. like, decide like, this is not me, right? We need to talk about what's happening. I did not think our country was still like this. So I think that's an opportunity. I think people's consciousness is heightened mm -hmm. um, in a way that yeah. I haven't, I mean, I'm, I'm 40, so I, I mean, it hasn't happened in my lifetime, but... Right. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a father who's older, and he was like, oh, Caroline, this is, this is the Renaissance period. This is exactly what it felt like in like 62, 63, 64. Really? Right? So he, he's, he's like, it's cycles. Absolutely. He said, we're in a cycle Absolutely. now. He said, so you can, I'm, I can't give you all my juice for tomorrow. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's like... <laughs> But no, it's a cycle. So he's like, you just need to understand that. And yeah. if, he said, do the work you can. He said, because this window is going to close. And just like he said, it closed in the 60s. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you had the 70s. He said, do the work you can right now. Um, I think the opportunity is that I see in terms of schools and school design is like, um, I think there's a common understanding that like racism and inequity lives in interpersonal relationships, and it does, but then it scales in institutions. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. it's oftentimes the institutions that write the policies and the practices that govern the ways pe right. way people's relationships work. Sure. Um, and I think you can be the nicest person, 
and not want to have a racist bone in your body, but if you attend a segregated school and never have an opportunity to work with anybody, I mean, segregated either all white or not, and you never have a chance to meet anybody else who's different than you, that has a different experience, like the likelihood of racism being a part of your core nature is higher for the simple fact there's nothing to interrupt it, right? And mm -hmm. that, that happens even for the strongest willed person. The, the, the way our schools and neighborhoods have been designed um, then makes it harder, right? So you could have a great heart. Right. So I think there's an opportunity now when we're thinking about school design and now the conversation about integrated schools is coming back up like, oh, yes. how, how do we get back here again? Right. It's like, well. Because well, we never actually made progress in the first place. Well, yeah. I mean, like at the point that the federal government said we're going to leave this back to the states. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When when the the, the healing <laughs> yeah. hasn't happened yet, right. when the it's like we have it because it had, I think that was a mistake, because I think we might have we might have should have gone a couple more mm -hmm. cycles. Like I'm so blessed and fortunate that I was able to I was in that first cycle I was in that cycle I was in I was in public school in Virginia yeah um, from 1984 to 1995 yeah, okay. and while integration was still a um, it was, it was for the privilege, right? The city school system did not have buses that bus kids to different schools, so my parents had means, so they could- They could do it. They could do it. Yeah. Um, I had a great school experience. I had a very integrated school experience for the most part. It's my high school today does not look the way it did when I was in high school. Really? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's it's interesting, it has a lot of yeah. different features that happen, but I think, to get to your point, I think the hope is looking at um, the way our policies and practices are structured in, in prioritizing like what I like to call, my, my, my folks like to call it like radical inclusion. Like, we gotta be radically inclusive. Radical like, inclusion. if it's not, if it's comfortable, it's not right. <laughs> If it's comfortable, then it's the status yeah. quo. Right. If it's not comfortable, it's probably, and it's probably if it's not comfortable for the people in privilege, it's probably what needs to happen. Um, and I, I think there's an opportunity while there is um, this fertile ground to redesign schools, to rethink learning, to kind of put everything on the table. Right. So I'm saying a lot right now. No, this is to. yeah. This is exactly exact, <laughs> yeah. that leads me right into my next question. Yeah. I was thinking about was um, so redesigning those schools. Yeah. Um, you work with with City Bridge. Mm -hmm. So what do those schools? How are they, how are you designing them to to address some of these issues we talked about? Yeah. So I can tell you like because the the work is nascent and you know and we one we're using a framework um, called equity by design okay. to facilitate that. But I think one of the first things that, that we fundamentally as an organization did, we're like, well, in the design process, we're gonna design with people, not for them. And nice. that's, yeah. that's huge. It's, it's a very different way to go. It's a very different way to go. So at, we have a, a fellowship program day happening right now for schools that are being redesigned and Teach, we, we told teachers bring students and just don't bring like the smart the, bring the, the, the most, smart, bring the student yeah. with the most right. marginalized identity in right. the school 
Yep. With the most marginalized, bring the student who who doesn't come to school. Bring the student who maybe not who doesn't speak English. Like that's 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 the kid we want you to bring because what has to be true for that student to thrive in your school will work for all students. And they were just like, I don't even know the most marginalized. Like that's the problem. Right. I knew um, you were gonna say that. Yeah. That's the <laughs> that's problem. Exactly. It. Oftentimes we don't know. Oftentimes that's the kid who makes us very uncomfortable or is not mm-hmm. even in school, who gets in trouble right. all the time. So the, even like that push on teachers, they were like, whoa, I don't even know if I know that child. And it, it is how powerful is it to get to know that child and that child's story to figure out what that child's school experience is and how that school experience needs to change. Um, that's one of the first things. And I think then like listening, it's not just we're bringing you in um, just to, to say we did it as a checkbox. It's right. actually we're going to co-create this with you. Yeah. Right. And your ideas are probably more innovative than mine. Probably. Well, right. always well yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. you know, you put more people on the table, there's always things well, well, that right. come up. And, and, and I think that the, the excellent, I mean, the awesome part is like, then kids start to see themselves as designers. Like, yes. whoa, I'm in this room with my teacher and my principal. And we're designing the school together. It gives um, them so much agency. Yeah, just, so it's much transforming. Exactly, exactly. And that's something that like the adults changed to to create a space for the child. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't something that the child didn't have. Like right. we just made space at the table to say like your opinion matters. <laughs> yes. Who you are matters. Um, you know more about your experience than I do. I can't read a book and understand it. Like I can read a book and get some context about it. Right. But I need to know you to understand your story. So you all stealing all my juice for tomorrow. No, that that's good. We won't tell anybody. No, it's fine. It's just, <laughs> just a podcast that people listen to. So it's just... <laughs> So well I hope they listen to it because it's this is great. Yeah, this is wonderful. Um well I guess one of one of my last questions, because I know we've taken a lot of your time. No, I really appreciate this. Is that each one of these schools that you're designing mm-hmm. is probably going to be slightly different because different people at the table for each one of those yeah. those schools. Um, so you mentioned like a framework that you that you base it on, but right. then it goes in the directions for whatever the people that are in that school need, right? Whether it's the kids and the yeah. teachers and the community yes. that, that's around there. I think I know what you're going to ask. We'll keep going. I don't know if I have a. I'm one of these people that just kind of talk and I run out of steam. So yeah. so help me. I have to kind of like. Yeah, help me with this one. <laughs> So it's not like this is not a this is the way you do school. Mm-hmm. This is a way to solve the equity crisis, yeah. as it were. It's like no, it's just this is the framework. You're putting these ideas out and just putting people at the table, trying to talk about what that school's going to look like. Yes, and I think there and there so have to be some some stakes that are put in the ground around like we know what good instruction looks like. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, we don't right. lose that right. because there are some things about the brain. <laughs> that we know are about, true. That, yes. that we know are true. <laughs> that I mean, it might not innovate on that research, but it's like how what are all the different ways to to support a student in their in their experience in the school? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think putting some stakes in the ground, like we know what good instruction looks like and feels like we know that curriculum is important. Um, but the question is like, if we want to if we want to change our country's trajectory, like what's worth learning? Mm-hmm. Right? When we get to curriculum, like what's worth learning? Mm-hmm. Is it just calculus in eighth grade? We have a lot of smart racists. I don't think we need any more. We've got a lot of literate <laughs> sexists. 
I don't think we need more right. literate sexes. Like, real talk, we don't. Yeah. Yep. Right? So, beyond like expertise and numeracy and literacy, what's worth learning? Right? And then, how do we get it learned? How is it best learned? And if you can't learn to be an anti racist in a segregated school, and becoming an anti racist is important, then we gotta figure out how to bring kids together and how to bring adults together. But it's like, what is the North Star? Like, I think, like, what's worth learning if we don't wanna be, like, I mean, you've seen the, the, the Facebook feeds on Me Too, like, everything sure. that's, ha- like, if we don't wanna be those people, right. if we don't wanna be people that exclude, if we don't wanna be, um, and I use we as a capital, like, our, our country, then the, right. we gotta learn, like, different things if racism can be learned it can be unlearned Mm -hmm. if sexism can be learned it can be unlearned how do we how do we do that and then what roles do schools play because that is the only institution that everybody has to go through whether it's public or private this has been very inspiring yeah i want to leave it there because that was I think we need to ask her our, our question. We, we do have the one yeah, question. Before we go. Thank you for this conversation. It's been awesome. Courtney's going to ask you the question we always ask for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So what is your biggest do-do when it comes to personalized learning and especially for creating equity or addressing equity? Um, design with and at the margins. I love it. Design with and at the margins. Yeah. Thank you. Well... Tomorrow's uh, keynote is going to be fantastic. I can't wait for it. Yeah, you're so kill excited. It. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm so excited we got to talk with you beforehand. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Like, oh, I got warmed up. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you all. This is fun. Yeah.